Sunshine Chunk and Tony Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Tony Show. It's the Chunk and Tony Show. It's called Afternoon Gap. Is that right? It's the Chunk and Tony Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Tony Show. It's the Chunk and Tony Show. It's called Afternoon Gap. Oh yeah. Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of Afternoon Yap. I'm Chunk the Punk and with me today is my co-host and author of the book, Phoning It In, How how to Be the Best Dad You Can Be in 2017. Tony, good to see you, buddy. It's been a couple weeks now. Good to see you. What's happening? Yap Nation. Oh, Yap Nation or Chunk the Punk? And Chunk. I'm about, uh, so the last time I talked to you, you were about 24 hours away from the beach. That's where I'm at. Uh, was that really the last time we did this? I think so. It was wow. before. Or, or no, 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 no. I think we definitely did tennis after you got home from the yes. beach. Because you had that stunning tan. Yeah, still those, do. All those stories about what you did. You look good. You're a little sweaty because I think you're sick. Is this the flu or is this the cold? What What am I going to get while I'm on vacation is what I want to know. I'll tell you exactly what you're going to You're going to get whatever it is the 40-odd children at my kid's preschool and kindergarten have it's all <laughs> right around in here and it's all gonna come to you so think about i cold flu maybe some croup foot and mouth disease <laughs> lice do you have the chills or any of that nonsense chills that's that's that, that'd be that's the least of my concerns i wish i just had the chills oh god yeah on, on today's episode we're gonna cover the news of the week in video games Marvel vs. Capcom 2, Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and finally review the newest iteration in the franchise, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. But, mm. first and foremost, yeah. it wouldn't be Afternoon Yap without a really lazy segment right at the beginning. Of course. Tony Baloney? Yeah. I want to give you a quiz All right. How well do you know your Marvelness? Uh, you know it pretty dang good, right? I'll tell you what, man. I used to, I, I mean, I used to collect comic books when I was a kid. Um, recently, I kind of took my collection and I completely nerded out and I put them in the in the clear bags with the hard cardboard backing to preserve them mm-hmm. to preserve my investment because mm-hmm. surely there's a couple in there that might be worth six or seven dollars and in thirty forty years they could be worth maybe like eighteen dollars. Yeah. So um, I took steps. Does your will say, please do not donate any of the proceeds? To my family or anybody that needs it, yeah. I'd like to be buried with these of comic course, books. Of course. What was your favorite comic when you were a kid? Oh boy, X Men, for sure. You're pretty. You're you're about as on the fence as I am with every X Men movie, right? We were discussing this, they all but I was. Suck. Yeah, and, and that's, that fence. stinks, man. Because I was a huge cartoon. I was a huge fan of the cartoon. I actually did have a bunch of the X Men comics when I was a kid. I had a ton of the tops cards. Yeah. Um, and then the movie came out, and one was too long. Two was too long. The only reason I liked three was because it was short. Yeah, they're all super disappointing. But have you seen um, uh, Logan? Is it Logan? What's the most recent one called? Lo- Logan. Uh, Logan. Yeah, it was really good. Really good. Super violent. Yeah. They need to do more of that. They need yes, to they do, do more of the uh, this isn't canon nonsense. They need to do more of that this isn't part of a shared universe because then they can tell any story that they want to and they don't have to tie it back into anything else. Yeah, they need to do something because those X-Men movies are terrible. <clears throat> but Logan's really good. Deadpool's really good too. Yeah, Deadpool's all right. I no, I'm interested to see the sequel. But um, what's that dude's name? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds. He can he can be annoying. I liked him back yeah, when I was a kid. So is Deadpool though. It, 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 I mean, he fits the character exactly. But it's just so like I I the Deadpool movie like I really like all of his like sight gags. 
like all that stuff, like his little hand or nub or something like that. Like yep. that stuff all landed for me. But all of his like, you know, you've quips. got yeah, his quips they're just so unfunny. It's I mean, very they might be Ryan like, Reynoldsy, but it, it is true to character. So I could get past because I agree. Like I, I, I don't like Ryan Reynolds either. He's terrible in Green Lantern. He's terrible in a lot of things. I never saw Green Lantern. It's not good. It didn't get good reviews. It's not good. Let's take this quiz. Okay. Where does Doctor Strange seek out a cure for his damaged hands? China, Tibet, Japan, Discount Drug Mart. Saves you the runaround. And it's got everything you need. Tibet. Good. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, uh, after exhausting all modern methods to repair his hands, Doctor Strange travels to Tibet to seek out the ancient one. I never saw Doctor Strange. That's actually a really good one, too. Surprisingly, really? I'll tell you what. The two ones that surprised me the most, Doctor Strange, really, really good. Ant-Man, really, really good. Ah, uh, Ant-Man's fun. I own it. Um... Like, I really like his sidekick guy. That guy's actually funny. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see the sequel. But, the, I mean, I've talked about this before. They keep on saying, oh, like, you got to see Ant-Man. It's a heist movie. It's a Marvel movie. Yeah. I just – I keep on getting burned. Well, so I want to I wanna here's, love – Here's my thing is that these, these uh, lesser-known characters, kind of obscure characters, at least to the general population, nobody outside of comic book nerds know who Ant-Man or Doctor Strange are. Maybe it was because coming in with lowered expectations, but I think those are two of some of the best Marvel movies that they have made, and they're with obscure characters that I feel maybe they could just take more license with. I don't know what worked about it, but I think those are two of the best movies. Well, Benadryl Cumberquat. But, Everyone likes yeah. that, dude. He's charming as all hell. Yeah. Uh, how old is Thor? 35? 100? 1,000? Or as Tony always says, none of your business. Well, as a Norse God, I'd have to think he's. Uh, I'm gonna say a thousand. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, this is gonna be a ten for ten. Okay, I believe it. Uh, Thor is at least a thousand years old, consistently rejuvenating his youth by consuming the magical golden apples of Odin in Asgard. Huh. All right. Just periodically when he needs a <laughs> refresher, <laughs> just take a little bite of that apple. Uh, the comic book version of Iron Man is based on what real life eccentric? Uh, Warren Beatty, Elon Musk, Howard Hughes. Or Perez Hilton. I'd have to go Howard Hughes for that one. Who the hell is Howard Hughes? Howard Hughes, have you ever seen, there's a Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio movie where he plays Howard Hughes. He's a, he was a multi-billionaire um, inventor. Uh, Catch me if you can. Nope. Uh, <laughs> the Island. You know, also uh, a good movie though. Howard Hughes is a recluse who was a billionaire, genius, inventor. And, basketball Diaries. And uh, uh, test pilot. And then kind of dwelled into insanity and started bottling his own pee and never left his own room where he would just watch old movies over and over again. Piece of good advice. The Aviator, I think it might be called. Oh, I've seen The Aviator. That's Piece a of good advice. Two ways to weed out a, a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, don't trust anybody who says their favorite movie is Basketball Diaries. Or someone that bottles their own pee. Or somebody that bottles their own pee. I don't know what that's from. Yeah. Uh, or And don't trust anybody that says their favorite movie is American History X. That's true. Moving right along. Uh, according to creator Stan Lee, Iron Man was based on the billionaire Howard Hughes. He was an inventor, an adventurer, a multi-billionaire, a ladies' man, and a nutcase, Lee said. Uh, Vanessa, That's kind of what I said. Yeah, I exactly like I what you said. that up pretty well. Vanessa Mariana becomes the wife of this Marvel supervillain. Dr. Octopus, Kingpin, Magneto, Professor Schnauzer. That would be Kingpin. Vanessa is a blind woman. Um, similar to Daredevil, one of the Kingpin's famous foes. This is Bloodbath. You're going to get all of these yeah. right. 
And they keep on putting out these Marvel TV shows too, and I've seen none of them. Well, I, have you been em. watching all of them? Netflix is the Netflix Daredevil's good. Luke Cage is. Eh, it's they said okay. it was terrible. No, Luke Cage is okay. Uh-huh. Um, the, Jessica Jones is awful. Really, um, that girl's real pretty. She's from uh, well, Breaking Bad. She was the let girl. Let me save the six six listeners some time. Watch Daredevil, Netflix Daredevil. Watch Luke Cage. Don't watch Jessica Jones, and don't watch Iron Fist. Those are shitty. Uh, Vanessa Mariana, played by Eilat Zurer in Netflix Daredevil series, falls for the powerful Wilson Fisk, aka Kingpin. Uh, this '80s heartthrob was originally sought after for Manahem Golan's Spider-Man film, Val Kilmer. Matthew Broderick, Tom Cruise, more teen heartthrob, Steve Buscemi. As an original character to play Spider-Man? The 80s heartthrob was originally sought after for Menahem Golan Spider-Man film. So I guess there was an 80s Spider-Man movie rolling around that never happened. Hmm. I'd have to go Tom Cruise. Yep. Uh, filmmaker Golan attempted to bring Spider-Man to the big screen in 1985. The actor he most wanted to slip into the web slinger's blue tights was none other. Than Thomas. That could have been interesting. Jay Cruz. Could have been really interesting. Uh, I enjoyed the first Spider-Man, I think. Here's the thing about Tom Cruise. He's crazy and in, in, in his personal life. He's a bizarre fella. But the dude makes really good movies. I had he to, doesn't make a lot of bad movies. I had to give him up for about a cool decade. And oh, then yeah? I kind of really liked him again when they started doing the Mission Impossible 3 and 4. Yeah. Like, he started to be cool again. But I remember... Do you remember 2005... When he started dating that girl and he's jumping up uh, on the Dawson, couch. The Dawson's Creek girl, yeah. He's jumping up on that couch on Oprah. Yeah, that's and what I'm I was saying. like and and it was hot off the heels of um, Scientology. No, but the movie he had just put out was Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Yeah. And he's I don't know if he's terrible in it or whatnot, but No, that's what I'm talking about. He doesn't put out like that's a incredibly watchable movie. Everything he makes, I feel like, is watchable. I if it's on the television, I'll watch it. Mummy's supposed to be terrible. Yeah, well, I haven't seen that. That does look bad. Captain America once faced off against this DC Comics superhero. Is it Wonder Woman? Spider-Man. No! It's Batman. Wonder Woman. It's Batman. Superman. Hold the... Okay, but it's Batman. Batman. Yeah. Or Admiral USSR. No, it's Batman. They did a crossover event where the Marvel characters fought the DC characters to see which universe had the greatest heroes. Were you waiting in line that day? I wasn't waiting Open in line. Open the door. But I do have Tony's them. here, and I, he's getting that comic book. I, I do have Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. And I'm 90% sure Batman wins that fight. You've never talked like that in your whole life, it and takes, now I've just every time I'm mimicking you when you're 16, I want to be like, "Open that door, Mr. Comic Book Man." I'm getting that Ant Man number 526 is mine. See, I'm not that kind of nerd where I know like the issues and you publication were the guy that, like, dates. Had his arm around the hot swimmer girl, but then on his other hand, he had the new Thor comic book, and everyone's like, "Oh, dude, look yeah. at Tony Baloney." Yeah, guys, look how fresh he is. Yeah, that no, I wasn't that guy either. But, <laughs> but I, I don't think I'm a – I'm not a huge nerd. Like, I don't know the published date, the publishing dates and the issue that numbers. Was, and that the, was pretty radical but I know what about you just the said. Like, you yeah. knew pretty fast. I had no idea. If it's like 80s and 90s comic book trivia, I, I think I, I'm okay. I'm okay at it. So who won, Captain America or Batman? I'm 99% sure Batman wins. The fight takes place in a sewer – and they're kind of fighting, and then, like, the sewer gets washed out with water. And while they're kind of stumbling and losing their balance, I think Batman throws a batarang and hits Captain America in the head, knocks him out, and wins the fight. Oh, but, I mean, that's 
That's some pretty thorough information That's you true. got right there for I'm, not I'm knowing your stuff. I'm a nerd. Uh, 1996, DC and Marvel Comics partnered on a series where superheroes from each universe battled one another. Which female character took on the role of Thor when the original was unable? Is it Jane Foster, Black Widow, Wonder Woman, or Lady Business? Is this one going to be tough? This Jane Foster, Black Widow, Wonder Woman, Lady Business. What so character took on the role Jane of Jane Foster is Thor's lady love, but in order to wield the power of Thor, one must be worthy. She's just kind of like a scientist goober. If she's worthy, everybody's worthy. So Who's I'm going to have to say it's probably Wonder Woman. I was trying to give you the, the heads up. It's Jane Foster, oh, actually. Okay. Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, was revealed in 2015 to be worthy of wielding Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Is that how you say it? Mjolnir? Mjolnir. Natalie Portman revealed to be worthy of wielding Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. What allows the Hulk to increase his strength? Oh, come on, dude. Radiation? Spider bites? Rage? Or four loco and mini thins. Uh, it's B and or C and D. <laughs> Spider bites does it too. So, I'm sorry. B and D. Rage, oh. rage, and four loco is okay. what I'm getting after. <laughs> Did you ever get into some wild mini thins nights back in old 2001, 2002? <laughs> they you could buy them at a gas station, and next thing you knew, you were up till Tuesday, and it was legal. It's so legal. And just it give you a heart attack. To be. Yeah. And for loco, I never had. Actually, I think I had one because my roommate, like ten years ago, said, "Hey, these are illegal now." I bought them all up at the gas station. You got to <laughs> yeah. drink it. I took a drink, and he goes, "Tastes like a, it's like a snake bite, right?" I don't think I've ever had four loco either, but <laughs> I definitely drank a lot of Red Bull and vodkas back <clears throat> in the day. Uh, Hulk's strength is rage based, with his powers growing in direct correlation to how angry he becomes. Um, I I was one of the guys that enjoyed uh, that. You like a that, little Hulk? The first Hulk. What you, the movie. The one that came out in 2008. No, that was really? terrible. It was so no, bad. With like the mutated poodle. It was awful. <laughs> so what was, bad. What's that dude's name? The guy from Fight Club and from Ang American Lee. History X? Oh, uh, 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 Thomas Borgnine. There you go. Benadryl Cumberflat. We'll think of it. What? Who was first known host of the alien symbiote Venom? Who was first known? Host? Flash. No, was not Flash. He's the most Thor? recent. Thor? No. Spider-Man? Iron yeah. Gray? Iron Man? So Thor, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Topher Grace. Uh, it's actually Spider-Man yep. because he caught, he got the, the symbiote, came back on a rocket ship that was in outer space, and I think Peter Parker was taking pictures of it, and the, and the symbiote uh, bonded to him, and that's where he, he got the black and white uh, suit is actually the symbiote and I have the issue where he first wears the black and white uniform and it's my most uh, valuable issue I'll give you five bucks for it it's worth a staggering <laughs> like thirty dollars but 20 30 years maybe 35 40. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 35 40 spider-man was the first human to become infected by the alien which requires another living thing to bond in order to survive. So what's Carnage? Yeah. What the hell was Carnage? Carnage is, a, is, a, is another symbiote. There's, there's a few symbiotes running around. Uh, what superhero's healing abilities allow him to donate his organs to help others? Wolverine, Thor, Deadpool, or Goody Two-Shoes Man? Uh, very interesting. I think I've never heard of this. It's kind of hilarious to think that they're just kind of donating livers and spleens just kind of <laughs> as they grow them. I think 
either Wolverine or Deadpool could do that. I've never heard of either one doing it, though. I guess it's Deadpool, but I'll give ding, ding, ding. Okay. Um, Deadpool's ability to regenerate his organs is so great that he regularly donates them to others in desperate need. That's hilarious. Uh, would you get 9 out of 10? But I'll give you 10 yeah. out of 10 for it's just like on The Simpsons where you demonstrated acquired knowledge. Okay. I think it's BS because Jane Foster is not worthy to wield. Uh, This quiz was brought to you by the good people at Vice. All the way back just for this. Oh, God, this is taking forever. Grapevine.com. Wow. Um, I don't know what they are, but thank you so much. I changed around some of the answers. Are you ready to talk about a little bit of video game news, bud? I suppose. All right. Try to get involved in this one. Okay. I don't like looking over and I'm sorry, I'll pick up I'll pick up the energy. You're the you're the charisma here, man. Yeah. No, not that. I hate yeah. that. I hate it when you do that. Yeah. Yes, John. Yeah. Yes, right I am. I am the handsome, charismatic guy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yap News uh top twelve of the week. Oh boy. That's a lot. That's a lot. Jeans, you need to change your jeans. Woo! Let's do it. Oh, excited. Video games. Inside the critically acclaimed side scroller. Oh, inside the critically acclaimed side scroller from Limbo developer Playdead is coming to both Nintendo Switch and iOS. Pricing and release details for the forthcoming iOS and Switch versions have yet to be announced. Uh, Inside is awesome. It came out about a year ago. They give you no background on the story. You're just this little kid that gets captured. And you are inside of basically, from what I remember, this really creepy factory. And you have to make your way out. It's got a really bizarre ending. And it's real short. I think it's two hours or so. And if it comes out on iOS and it's 10 bucks, definitely get it. Um, okay. It is well worth it. It is really cool. And um, I, I think I played through it in two sittings. And I really, really enjoyed it. So, and... Once again, Nintendo Switch is bringing awesome games to its console. So Way to go, Nintendo Switch. Yep, exactly. Uh, pick it up for iOS, though, if you don't have a Switch. Keep it up. <clears throat> Expect to see more multiplayer-minded games from Square Enix as the company plans to further embrace the concept of games as a service. Square Enix 2017 Annual Report President and Representative Director Yosuke Matsuda discussed the increasing importance of multiplayer games and experiences designed with long-term engagement in mind. So I think they're putting out a multiplayer component to Final Fantasy 15. They've, okay. I'm, I'm so, I'm so, there's so much Final Fantasy out there that I have no idea even which one Why is Why do they call it, it Final Fantasy there's not a if fantasy. there's never an end? It's, there's no fantasy. It's no it's final. Not final. But apparently apparently they want to now focus on like pay like multiplayer games where you can play, pay along with the service and they haven't nailed how to do it at all, let alone to be announcing, hey, we're going to make this a focus. I can't think of any of their multiplayer games where it's a service. I, I know that they've had some MMOs in there. I know that uh, maybe Final Fantasy 11 or 13 or 12, uh, some of those were MMOs and it was a subscription based setup. That's, but that's uh, Mega Man optional. I don't know, but M- I, I, MMO, it's, it's MMO just, is Mega Man optional. Oh, gotcha. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Square Enix has just been. I don't know if they've been in trouble for a while, but I'm just. I'm waiting for them to put. Well, Final Fantasy 15 got good reviews, but now they're saying, "Hey, we're going to make a multiplayer component for it. We're going to charge you for it, and this is what we're getting behind." So I'm puzzled, um, but I, I guess it's a wait and see type of situation. Um, a new update is headed to Super Mario Run on September 29th. <laughs> 
adding loads of new content to Nintendo's mobile platformer, including a new world, new mode, and new playable character. Princess Daisy will join the game with a special double jump ability. Ooh. And the up- Are you excited? Woo. And the update will add a new world that contains nine new levels, features new enemies, and new gameplay mechanics to check out. Super Mario Run Woo-hoo. was a real downer. I think I beat that in a couple of hours at the airport, and it was 10 bucks, and... It, it got some Mario things right, and but it they were really banking on it as being like you got to focus on the collectibles and you're going to be replaying these levels over and over and over. I it might have hooked some people. Um, I think that it sold actually pretty well because people love Mario, people love Mario yeah. games, but I remember not being impressed. So yeah. I if this update is free, um, I'm traveling this weekend, so I'll download it and try these new this new world map when the nine levels, but. Uh, I'm not interested to go back to it by any means. It just wasn't all that great. Fair enough. Did you play it? No. It's a mobile game. You have a mobile device. Right. Okay. It's for talking. Ah. And, and reading, for, and reading and books. And Googling. Ah, and googly eyes. And googling. Not <laughs> <laughs> googly eyes. Uh, player, unknowns, that, player Unknown's Battlegrounds developer Blue Hole sent out a press blue release hole? that's what that's, they're that's what they're called oh geez. player unknowns battlegrounds developer blue hole sent out a press release this week calling out fortnite's upcoming battle royale mode for replicating the pubg experience and vaguely threatening further action so a little a little reminder okay. uh, we have talked about player unknown basically every week for the last three months it is a battle royale game that mm-hmm. is currently selling like hotcakes and it is not even in its final form on pc it's coming to xbox in the fall and battle royale has been around that mode has been around since i think mods from um not half-life but uh team fortress it's it's been around for about a for 10 15 years so these guys they made a they made a game that is selling incredibly well it's 40 bucks it's still in early access and then another competitor um, called Fortnite. Their game, I believe, is 40 or 60 bucks, but they are making a mode that is Battle Royale. It's called Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. And in their marketing, they have been saying, they've been kind of dropping Player Unknown Battlegrounds as they've been saying, you know, we know you like this game. Come check out our game. Yeah. And the so what do they do? Uh, and right now, Blue Hole has Blue they Hole. they put out a press release about this. This wasn't this wasn't oh they asked the developer what do you think about Fortnite doing this. They put out a press release saying hey um, we're kind of upset that you are replicating our game and vaguely threatening further action. So there it's like it back in you know the 80s when Pac Man came out and Pong came out and then a million other companies replicated that. How do you how do you sue somebody for something like that? For I mean, they're basically threatening to sue Fortnite for stealing a mode that has been around forever. That just this company this company is making a bunch of money off of. It's it's very confusing. I uh, what I do is just not care. That's it. That's yeah. that's where you stop the. I fight. mean, why do you care? Why does anybody care? Just it, make give give us the game. I don't care. Well, what that's what le- I'm saying. Legal like, mumbo jumbo's going on in the background. The developer is currently making a ton of money. They just put out this game. These guys are all going to be set for a long. time. I don't time. know who works at Blue Hole, but why would they put out a dumb press release like that? I mean, do the right thing and and you know pat the pat Fortnite on the back and say good luck taking our player base. You know, good luck making the kind of money that we've had. We've seen your game. Nobody's impressed. 
But I guess I guess Fortnite took a lot of the ideas and directly copied them. But mm. still, hell, you go on iOS, you search Grand Theft Auto, you're gonna find Grand Auto Theft, you know, car stealing I'll tell you edition, a hundred a hundred versions of it because that's what people do. You tell me what. Tell tell me what. Imitation chunk is, best is so- the greatest form yeah. of flattery. Uh huh. Do you know how many? F- Friggin' podcasts are out there ripping on the Yap format. I uh, checked. I don't think many. Look, I checked like minutes ago before I got over here. I ch- I searched for like video game podcasts. Daytime Yap. Dude, there's like Daytime. thousands of them. <laughs> thousands. They ripping us off. Are we doing press releases? No. No, no we're not. Are we saying, hey, we good started luck. this Take, first? Yeah. Good luck. Eight months ago, no. Well, good luck taking our seven fans. Uh-huh. Good luck, uh, freaking Nerd Bomb and what all those other podcasts. Good luck. More to come on that story, but I, I think that regardless. Yap player, Nation. Player on now, they, they come off as kind of being babies. Yap Nation. Because they took an idea that's been around forever. They perfected it. They're making a ton of money, and now somebody is aping off of them in their it's calling trending. them out saying, we might sue you. They're not going to sue them. It's trending. Hashtag Gap Nation. Okay. Yeah. On September 22nd, 2017, Nintendo created an app authentication program for online Nintendo accounts. This two-factor authorization is a security measure that makes it difficult for other people to access your account. Well, good on Nintendo. I don't put my credit card in anything because I am so sick of all, every one of these uh, PlayStation Network of uh, Xbox Live. I mean, you just hear all these horror stories of horror. Is it worth it to you to be able to like quickly buy something? I just go through the hassle of putting in my credit card every time, which is probably just as bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I can't stand how much. Like, I've got fifty-seven friggin' passwords in my head, and every time I need to sign into Netflix or my work computer or my phone or my email or my personal email or my work. I can't. I'm losing my mind, dude. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. I, I'm ready to get implanted with a microchip that I can just boop boop and give me what I need because I, I can't. I'm, I'm done. Two-step authentication is awesome, and it is frustrating that there are still a ton of companies. I don't even think uh, Steam. Steam actually, I think, does have two-step authentication, but I'm pretty sure PlayStation Network doesn't have two-step authentication. The only two-step I want in my life is down at the at the old. Uh, <laughs> At the old, you with know my what beautiful I'm wife. You know what I'm saying? The old two step. I the get old, it. I got it. At the old pitch uh, <laughs> and putt. Yeah. That's come here, the baby. Two step. I said, come here, with the baby. The banjo and, and the guy on the washboard going. That's the two step I want. Xbox has officially approved a remake of the historically humongous original Xbox controller, the Duke. Originally announced at E3 this year, the updated Duke is a partnership between third-party accessories company Hyperkin and original Xbox designer Seamus Blackley. No deals of pricing are available as of yet, but we do know that the controller is coming later this year. You had an original PlayStation, or original Xbox. The Xbox looked like the biggest 80s VCR that you've ever seen in your life, and it came coupled with the biggest, ugliest Duke controller that you ever had in your life. But I think people... Hell, it's 16 years old at this time. People are nostalgic for that. People people will buy it. I Big, don't... garish, white, bright white console, right? No, it was black. It was like black oh, and I green. I, a I think it had one. green. The Xbox, the original Xbox, I thought it was black with a green X on top of it. Uh, now, the Xbox 360 was white. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. <clears throat> that's what you're thinking about. But I, I bet people are clamoring for that big, ugly controller. I had one. I don't remember if I liked it or not. Um... More to come. Uh, Fallout New Vegas director Josh Sawyer spoke to the possibility of Obsidian Entertainment making another Fallout game. 
saying that given the opportunity, the studio would love to work on another entry in Bethesda's post-apocalyptic franchise. Um, I bought New Vegas because it came out maybe a year or two after uh, Fallout 3, and I could not get into it. Same. Did you play it too? Yeah, I I bought it and I could not get into it either. What were you most turned off about? I just hated how buggy it was, man. Like It just pulled me out of the game entirely where I put up with it for about a good 10 hours. And finally, it's just like they couldn't get anything to work. Like I'm used to Bethesda games being a little bit buggy, but talk about like this Obsidian took a a game engine and they – they tried to make their own game with it, and just the results are just too much. I, I play. I think I played about ten hours into it. People loved it because it's the. It was more true to the Fallout kind of world and, and some of the missions and stuff like that. Maybe. And I probably would have. It was ugly as all hell too. Yeah. Do you remember how bad the graphics I looked? I played and I beat. Yeah, it was ugly as hell. I played and beat Fallout Three, and then New Vegas. Uh, I think more than anything, it's just I started noticing and could not could no longer not notice how just utterly dead, boring, and devoid of life and interest the world is. Well, yeah, it's it's post-apocalyptic. So yeah, I know, but that's I feel like that's an excuse for just having nothing happen and in it, the world. And it would, took place in New Vegas, so you're in a desert, too. So it was just... Yeah. I, th- I only remember, like, a cool... A couple of cool landmarks. Like, remember that, like, 50s retro restaurant you finally land upon but i just could not get into it whatsoever so hey if they want to make another one be my guest i don't think it's happening anytime soon okay uh the developer of super meat boy may be working on some sort of metroidvania game though it would still be years away this week a tweet from the official team meat twitter account showed the developer excited about playing metroid samus returns Another Twitter user responded by saying it'd be so epic if Team Meat made a Metroidvania themselves. Team Meat retweeted that message, adding, I think you'll be very happy in a few years. Awesome. Uh, Super Meat Boy won a ton of awards, sold real well, got ported to a bunch of systems. Um, I just played Sundered recently, which was an excellent Metroidvania game, and it reminded me the fact that I absolutely really like those games. So if it was being done by Team Meat or whatever they're called, yeah. that is that is something to be excited about. Team Meat. Yeah, that's what they're called. I love it. Um, in an effort to combat review bombing on Steam, Valve has updated how review data of a game is shown to potential purchasers when browsing the Steam store. Since review bombing occurs when players post mass number of negative reviews in a short window of time, effective today, each game page now contains a histogram of the positive to negative ratio of reviews over the entire lifetime of the game, Valve explained in a post on their blog. So, whenever a developer does something shitty, their Steam is able to hide it. Poopy. Poopy. Yeah, Steam is able to hide it. So, you know... A couple months ago, remember when we were talking about when uh, was it Take Two Interactive or whoever yeah. whoever published uh, Grand Theft Auto Five? How they how they said that they were gonna change or alter the modding community, yeah. and Steam just got bombed with all kinds of negative reviews for games. And what did it do? It instantly makes the developers change their minds from bad practice because they see it. They're relying on their positive reviews, and it, it actually was – it's kind of a way to silent protest, you know? And well, not so, silent. <laughs> yes, yes, to very much protest. Yeah. So I, I see this as a bad sign. Um, so people get – you know, these developers are upset about about review bombing. Steam needs to de- do something about it. It depends, though, right? Because it's 
you, you see this a lot on Amazon too. So anytime, like I remember, anytime there's an election, like a presidential election, everybody's got freaking books out there and people will just write negative comments who definitely have never read the books, yeah. but they'll just write a negative comment to drive Amazon star, the number of stars that they have down so that somewhere somebody who like, well, I guess we'll see that and think, ha ha ha, your, your book only has two stars. So I can see like that that adds really no value to anybody. But and the same thing if they're if they're negatively reviewing a game because they don't like some other practice totally separate from the game, I can understand why that doesn't really add value yeah. to anything. Yeah, you know, am I making sense? Oh, you totally up what I'm are putting making down? sense. Yeah, I, I hope that I'm not leaning towards um, this practice. I just know that Steam. They're such a huge company, and they don't really do too much to monitor their online store, despite yeah. how big it is. And so they keep on. I think like all of their customer service is farmed out, and like a lot of their. I know that they have a um, like you can up upload your um, your indie game, and yeah. and you you know you have to pay like a, such amount of money and there's barely any kind of process for yeah. it being posted. So I'm all for being like a, I'm, I love, I'm be a troll, whatever. I, that's me. I love giving people poop on the internet. So I troll away, but I just wonder if maybe there's a better way to do it. Right. Like instead of commenting and reviewing a game, giving it a poopy score because yeah. you don't like something that the publisher's doing over here. You know, I wonder if there's – is there a Steam feedback on just publisher and then you can hear from all the fans about what they hate about your company rather than it's, negatively it's, re- reviewing a game. And somebody like you might might miss out on a real gem, Chunk, yeah. because those reviews are driven down. Well, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't too because I'm saying, you know, shame on you, Steam. You're putting out something because you don't have a, a, a more elegant solution. Well, where's my more elegant solution? I don't have one, so – well, you're Whatever. A, you're I don't, I don't play games on Steam anyway. So uh, during Sony's Tokyo Game Show conference this week, Square Enix teased a new game called Left Alive coming to PS4 and Steam in 2018. The game is being developed by former Metal Gear and Armored Core developers, and Square Enix describes the game as a brand new survival action shooter set in a dark and gritty world. So this kind of is juxtaposed or is juxtaposed that's a correct word right i mean it's a real word but i wasn't you look it up while i talk um that kind of goes against the last comment that we just heard where square enix is going to be focusing more on multiplayer experiences and this looks like a new ip i i can't for the life of me think of any square enix new ips that have really done well um but uh whatever slow news week uh Jump Gaming's new on-demand indie gaming service, Jump, is available now and features a free 14-day trial for gamers interested in checking the service out. Listen listen to this, Tony. Okay. Currently offering 60 games, Jump's library will continue to grow mm-hmm. and can be accessed either through a native Windows and Mac app. The service costs $9.99 per month, giving players unlimited access to a curated selection of games. Jump was originally announced in July and aims to be the Netflix for indie games. Ten bucks a month for indie games, yeah. and there's only sixty to begin with. I it's mean, rough. this is this is rough. Yeah. And and PlayStation and Xbox are already way ahead of the curve on this, and that's for actual real AAA games, not indie games. So I don't. I, this is a good. This is a good idea in practice. Way too expensive. I can't imagine that there's any reason to be jumping ship. And we were just talking about this good too. Good pun. Jumping, jumping ship, ship jump. Well, why is, is how, what's the pun? Isn't that the name of the 
Isn't it jump? Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you very much. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. Nice I mean, one. 10 bucks, and they think that they're going to be the Netflix for indie games. They really jumped the shark. Netflix is 10 bucks. Netflix is 11 bucks, and you get access yeah, to Yeah, but you know what? There's content. only three good movies on Netflix. Yeah, so. but you love all the TV shows. That's Hell, uh, Stranger Things is coming back this yep, month. Yep, 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 We're going to do a review for that, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I thought you were the showrunner. I thought you were the one that was telling me what goes on week no, to week. No, you got it. Uh, the recently discovered NES emulator hidden in every Nintendo Switch console actually serves as an incredible tribute to Satoru Iwata. Switch hacker, hi. Hi. Switch hacker Yellows 8 discovered the official way to unlock the emulator and a modified copy of 1984's NES Golf, which can only be played... On July 11th, the same day the fourth president and CEO of Nintendo passed away in 2015. Hi. So, a very, very loving tribute. Another kind of slap in the face because everybody is sitting around trying, waiting for a virtual console, waiting to play Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3 on a Nintendo emulator on the Switch. That damn thing is there, and it is there to commemorate. I mean, it's sweet. They're commemorating that guy, but... Give us, give us Mario Brothers already. How about Mario Tennis? Ooh, we just played Mario. I know, Tennis. but on the Switch, Ooh. It could, I I anticipate uh, N64 games coming to the Switch. That'll be an excellent game. Yeah. Little Mario Kart will be excellent. Mario 64. Mm. Hey, bud, you want to take a break for commercial? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Tony. I just took a long road trip the other day, and uh-huh. some of the times I like road trips. Some of the times they're pretty brutal. Now, if, I, I took it with my wife, so we had a good time listening to you know the, the, all Jazz. the Taylor Swift we can possibly yeah. find. Um, we tried to listen to uh, Book on Tape, uh, The Good Man. That Ready Player in, One? Ready Player One. It did not happen. Oh! But what happens when you get into that? When you're stuck in a car on a road trip with five people you don't like, Ooh. say it's say it's say you're in a new relationship, yeah, and you get drug on vacation and you barely know these people and you yeah. gotta listen to their dad, you know, go on and on about I don't know basketball or being a Republican or something like that, and you're like, or you're with coworkers, or you're with coworkers. Oh my God, that's the worst! And it's like six o'clock and they're asking you about your job and you're like, I'm done working. Yeah, like sales are up. Stocks so are up. my middle fingers. Like, stop talking to me. Yeah. If I wanted to, if I wanted to have a conversation with you, I'd be giving I'd you stay eye work. contact. Yeah, I'd stay awake. Right. Good people and moral implications. They know about this. They've solved it. They've solved this. They came up with a subscription-based podcast service okay. called Carpool Companion. Tell me what more. What it is is you just download week by week, episode by episode, and mm-hmm. it is five hours. Of mm-hmm. just chatter by people that like each other. And it's about oh. anything. You can pick any kind of theme, any kind of topic. Hey, what are we doing this year for the holidays? And instead of a big blowout, hey, I'm getting stuck with Thomas Rhubarb. And you're like, Thomas Rhubarb, that SOB gives me $4 every year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. No, you get a bunch of people that really like each other. And they go, oh, my God, Thomas Rhubarb, that SOB, he gave me that mug last year. I really like that guy. I get it. So it sounds like it's it's an audio experience of other people on a road trip enjoying their company and you can kind of pretend and put yes. yourself there and pretend that that's where you're at instead of in the carpool with the people you hate scientists have shown that when you are around chatter and when you are around other people that really like each other mm-hmm. lifts your spirits mm. and then that way when grandma looks at you and says can i have the sunny delight and you say 
grandma and you like raise your hand to her Damn that's it, not gonna happen Anna. because there's gonna be chatter on your on the carpool so companion. you close your eyes and you just put yourself in that experience of being in another car with people that like each other having pleasant conversations you get to sit there quietly and pretend you're in the car with people that actually like each other. Wow. Where are we stopping for lunch? The carpool companion, they're going to they're gonna pick it out quickly, and they're going to tell you how to pick it out quickly. They're going to say, okay, we have three options. Narrow it down to two, and then Thomas Rhubarb gets to pick the restaurant. And no arguing. No arguments. Yeah. They say, oh, all, all there is is a McDonald's and a, a Wendy's, and somebody says, oh, let's go Wendy's. And, and then everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, 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 and there's none of that. Are you kidding me yeah wendy's is a far better place right like in terms of food quality in terms of french fry consistency french fry consistency yeah. you're not gonna have any of these arguments and and these episodes are as long as you need you can download an hour episode for a short trip to dayton yeah you can out- download a seven hour episode for a long let trip. me ask you this go Com- ahead is, there, is ahead. it complete with like uh background noises like maybe a horn honking occasionally or some road noise so we've done all really, the math you're really we've done there all of it for you all you got to do is put it in sit back shut the hell up and finally people aren't going to be asking you questions that's on your great. way there that's everybody's great. happy everybody's talking that's you great. get out and when you get there you're in a really good mood i'd pay a million dollars for this you don't service. have to how much is it the the the, the service is 9.99 per month oh. you have access to over a thousand episodes oh. in all kinds of different languages all kinds of different scenarios yeah uh, say you want to planes uh, on a boat yeah and in a bus worker well you know people from work family church friends a, a drifter that you picked up on the side of the road all pleasant Every single scenario and they're all pleasant and they're all pleasant you 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 leave happy your your riders leave happy and Ooh. it's super cheap 9.99 a month buy it now look folks. into it and buy it right now hello and welcome back to afternoon yap uh, Tony Baloney, as a yeah. huge Marvel fan, mm. what are your impressions on playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 New Age of Heroes for the Sega Dreamcast released in 2000? Was that your first time playing this game? Uh, yeah. Well, it's my favorite game now. Now it's your favorite now game? Now it's my favorite. Okay. Because I beat you. Yeah. A lot. Oh, please. Ooh, four okay, to three. so there, four, four there three. is a huge handicap that you can put on that game. and Are you y- calling me retarded? No, but I put it, yes, a little <laughs> bit. But you put that a big was... hit. We, so what me and Tony were doing was I was playing mostly, I was playing all Capcom characters. You sure were. You were playing all Marvel characters. Indeed. We were kind of trying to see which was the better. I'm the yeah. huge Street Fighter fan. That's what drove me to this series. Mm. You are the huge Marvel fan. So it's 17 years ago when this came out, that's what would have driven you to this series. Right. If uh, I wasn't out I have a hanging guess. with chicks and... <laughs> Pounding beers, books, pounding beers, yeah, doing all the sports that you possibly do. So, right. I want to take you back. I, so, I probably played this game in the arcade every once in a while. Um, you know, it's it's a Capcom game. It's flashy. It's got a ton of characters. But when I really started playing this game was about 2008, when I I had. I just moving back, moving. I just moved back to Columbus, and I had my own huge bachelor pad. And I was like, I am gonna make 
an arcade and I didn't have an idea for it yet. The arcade would eventually go down to my basement. But idea number one was Mm -hmm. I'm going to put an arcade upstairs in the living room that people can see when they come over. And I have my buddy Malpal on the phone. He is the guy that when I was making this arcade machine, I had at first I had a audio set. I had a 27 inch, huge, huge, tube TV. Yeah. And then I had a Dreamcast and joysticks. And the first thing that my buddy Malpow said to me was, this is not complete until you get Marvel versus Capcom 2. Malpow, can you take me back to when you started playing this game, why you started playing this game, some of the things you love about it? Because I know that you have stories about playing this game in college. Can you give us a little uh, crash course? Sure, absolutely. Um, so uh, when I was at school, there was uh Basically, we, we were living on a, a floor of the dorms, and there were a couple different suites, and we had for a long time, somebody would either be playing Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or Soul Calibur, um, and both of those are really great games, they're flashy, they're fun to watch, so, you know, people would be playing, trading out sticks, going through, um, and just playing constantly, and they were fun games that people wandering around, you know, drinking beer, whatever, would just want to stand and watch, so I really loved... Um, uh, MVC2 because it had just you know it, the visual flair of the game and everything was awesome. I mean that one was sprite based, but just all the special moves and and the having people jumping in and out with you know the whole team gameplay aspect of it. So um, you know really fell in love with it there and played a ton of it. Um, then uh, when uh, MVC3 came out, at that point you know I was out of school. Uh, I did play it a little bit. Uh, I did get it. I made the mistake, uh, you know, now being, you know, as Capcom has gone on of buying the first version, not the ultimate version, uh, holding out for that. So didn't play that quite as much, but did play quite a bit. Um, and now 4 is out, and honestly, I haven't played it yet. Um, I feel like they've kind of gone downhill with the visuals, which was like the thing in the original one that was so cool, like to see all the all the different stuff going off and just, you know, it was a fun game to watch as well as to play. Okay, for for the time being, we are going to need you to just focus on Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Did you know that there is an actually a story to this game? I have played this game so much over the last 10 years since I got it on Dreamcast. And a funny thing is, so I didn't know this until I was doing a little bit of research, but... I, apparently Marvel never wasn't the juggernaut that it was that it is now. I guess in 1996 they filed for bankruptcy. And what they started to do was uh, they started to, what do you call it, when you lease out your properties to other companies to make a quick buck back. Uh, the first two things that they did was... Uh, Licensed them out. Yes, and the first, the, the first thing, two things that they did was they did Blade the movie and they did uh, the X-Men movies. And I guess, like, for the Blade, the success that Blade had, uh, Marvel only made, like, something small, like $25,000. But it's it's fascinating to me because now, you know, Marvel's owned by Disney and and now they're this huge juggernaut. But I never knew that, you know, 21 years ago that they were, they were having problems. So the story for Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is actually two years after the battle against Onslaught, peace in the planet Earth was restored until a mysterious entity named Abyss shrouded the atmosphere with his dark energy. It was consumed within a sphere that was being holed close to him with his immense strength. It blew past a desert and the plant life was also ruined. A pirate gnome is known as Ruby Heart, 
discovered the energy and warned the heroes and villains from the two camps who were fighting amongst themselves. Together, they must stop this new nemesis before the Earth and the universe is destroyed by Abyss' terrible power. I had no idea that there was a story to this game, and I could care less that there is a story to this game. I mean, the part of the fun is, Malpal, do you remember when I got this game and there was something crazy like 20 unlockable characters and do you remember what the secret was that you told me to do in order to unlock those characters do you remember oh i don't remember the details but yeah there's a way to unlock everyone and uh, of all of them i think mvc2 of the whole series has the most uh overall characters it's something crazy like almost 60 or something like that. i think i think there's 54 but the the trick was is whenever remember when me and you were playing tony and it said you got 100 points yeah and what you do is if you put the game i think it's if you put the game in practice mode for the longer that you that you are in practice mode you get points so if you're playing for an hour you get so many points and I think I just left the game on overnight a couple oh, yeah. of times. I think that's what it was, yeah. And then next, and then you could go into a little screen and purchase the characters. Who are some of your favorite characters, uh, Malpow? And then I'll ask Tony, Malpow, what are some of your favorite characters that you oh, okay. like to use? So, so for the whole for for the whole series, definitely Doctor Doom is way up there. Um, Iron Man uh, is pretty good. Um, I'm trying to remember who my who like my go-to MVC two team was. It was probably like Doctor Doom, Iron Man, and maybe Strider. You know, throw a little Capcom in there. Yeah. Um, I think that was like my probably my my go-to. But I loved playing a little bit of everything because, again, like just even if you're just you know button mashing or just with the the basic understanding of the controls, like just seeing the crazy shit going on was so much fun. And they did so much with all the different characters. They you know they they really did just throw the craziest shit in there. Uh, Tony, so me and you had split up. Me, I was I was the Capcom players. You were the Marvel players. Indeed. Who who were some of the characters that you were really enjoying? And I remember that one of the first guys you picked was Sentinel, and I was like, now I'm in a lot of trouble because I think Sentinel is one of the most powerful characters into the game. I think Captain America is one of the most powerful characters in the game. Hmm. It the game is super unbalanced. That's why this game was never at like Evo or anything like that because if you put 54 characters into a game, you make it so it's wild where the characters can like do double jumps you know three screens up and you can do all these superpowers and some characters are bigger there's no way to balance like like that i I think there was a competition scene but yeah it's it's there's uh when you have that many variables i think it does throw it off and there were some that were were like that the other thing is and again i don't know much about this newest one but when you're talking about, you know, MVC two or something like that, that's way before the idea of like patching it and rebalancing it, you know, was even a thing you could do games, you know, weren't online at that, you know, at that point. So, um, yeah, I think it's only maybe more like MVC three and maybe this new one where probably they're going to try and make it more of a, an actual tournament game. Uh, Tony, who are you wiping the floor with? When you were playing, uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I played one character more than once. I was yeah. trying to. I was we were going trying with to switch themes. it up. Yeah. I was going with themes, and I remember. I know for sure I beat you with my all woman, all female cast. Yeah. Of who were those? Storm. Yeah. Uh, Marrow. Who the hell's Marrow? She's some mutant chick who can make bone. Like she can use her bones as weapons. Like she pulls they out her femur. Really and stabs scraping you the bottom it. of the barrel to come up yeah, with some that, of these characters. I think I might have played her twice as my <laughs> obscure character. Um, 
And then uh, who was the third? Spiral, who's yeah. another really obscure character. Yeah. who's got like three arms. Spiral, I think, have always been like considered some of the, t- the higher tier people. Well, Star it's true because I wiped the floor be, with like, Sean. One of the best in the game. Yeah, I-, I wiped the floor with you with them, and I think I also beat you for sure with the with the leaders. So I did I did Captain America. Iron Man and Cyclops, and I wiped the floor with you there too. Well, that, yeah, not only were you wiping the floor with me, but then you were starting to make fun of my character and and my my features. Yeah, and like it got real hurtful there well, for a little bit. It's fun because I've played fighting games with you before, and I never <laughs> and you just toy with me, and I never uh, win. So this was the first time I was actually beating you. And granted, I was just yeah. I was just button mashing yeah. the hell out of everything, but I still beat you. Well, it was it was so funny too because you were you said to me, "Hey, I'm gonna put the handicap up. You own this game and." I've played this game so much. I've played against Maupow so much. I've played against the computer so much. And I always try to play the game like a street fighter, and I never respect it for kind of what it is. So I I know nothing about it. And I was watching all of these videos this week of, like, high-tiered players, and they're telling me how to do assists, and they're telling me how you can do combos into other assists, and all of this stuff just sounds Greek to me. So I was like, you know what? Well, all of that advanced research that you did didn't amount to to a hill of beans. So you guys were were playing MVC2, or or which one were you playing? We played MVC2, but then we're going to move on to MVC3. But first we're... were you playing Iceman? Uh, yeah. Uh, to- so you love the like ship damage guys. Were you playing Iceman? Yeah, Tony was playing Iceman. Uh, oh, okay. I met you, Chuck, but okay. I was only playing as Capcom player, so I was playing the game how I typically always play the game. I'm gonna be Ryu. I'm gonna be Ken. I am going to be Dalsim. I am going to be any of the Street Fighter characters. My go-to team was always two Street Fighter characters, and then I'd always throw in, like, Venom. Just because, like, I, I'm not a big comic book guy, but I remember really liking Venom when I was a kid. So, I like, that look was always really attractive. He's got this sweet move where, like, his body turns into a, a biting, like, plant or something like that. But the game... You don't need to – me and you, when we were playing this game, we were saying, what are the controls? And It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter, <laughs> you know? And I said, this game is rooted in Street Fighter-ness. So do a lot of down to a ways and a button. Do a lot of down to tours and a button. A way forward and a button. I'm just spanning superpower and player switch so yeah. I can get somebody flying in with a karate kick and then maybe – I don't know when I can do the superpower, but I'm pushing it at about every – every one to two seconds just to see if something happens. Well, I was experimenting with new characters because, like I said, I'd always get locked into my same trio of characters. And so I was playing as Jill Valentine this week, and she she has, like, she can unleash a zombie dog. She can unleash a zombie crow. She can unleash a zombie zombie. And they just walk towards you, and it's zombie? so it's so cool. And all of these all of these characters, they, they pick up all of the weapons that they use in their fictional whatever comic book or video game and stuff like that. Uh, the art style is absolutely killer. Uh, it's very much... I mean, it's like some of the best 2D sprites ever, man. I mean, that, the attacks and everything, it's just such a good-looking game for that like time period especially. Uh, it's, it's got, so it's got 2D sprites, but then it's up against a 3D background. And uh, it just... Yeah, yeah, that was the first, first one of the series that had like the... 3D background, they called it like 2.5D or something like that. So Marvel vs. Capcom 2 came out in the arcades in Japan. It was quickly ported to the Dreamcast. And then I think a couple later years later, it got ported to Xbox 360, or Xbox, the, the original Xbox and PlayStation 2. 
If you look, I'm pretty sure that you can probably find a copy of the Dreamcast game for 50 bucks. That's how much I spent on it when I bought it eight years ago. It just came with the disc. It did not come with the case. It did not come with the manual. And whatever, I have an arcade machine that only has a Dreamcast in it. And the only two games I ever play on it are uh, Virtua Tennis and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, it's a fat, it's a fantastic game, but fast forward 11 years later uh, in 2011, and we would get the sequel to it, which is Marvel vs. Capcom 3, uh, Fate of Two Worlds. The story for this game is Victor Von Doom has assembled a large number of known Marvel villains. Soon they made contact with the Capcom universe and joined forces with Albert Wesker in order to unite both Earths into one so that the villains will have free access to conquer the two universes. Little do they know that the plan they conjured would unleash an even greater threat. Now it's up to Ryu, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and the rest of the Marvel and Capcom superheroes to put a stop to this evil before it's too late. First and foremost, Tony, we played this game as well. Tony, you were beating me in this game. I think that they absolutely nailed the art style in this game. And we'll get onto that later with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which Mm -hmm. is the sequel that just came out uh, a week ago. But what were your reactions compared to Marvel vs. Capcom 2? First, uh, Malpow, uh, how did you feel about Marvel vs. Capcom 3 when it came out? Did you – now, we'd have been 29 at this point. Uh, 29, 29 at this point. So it came out six years ago, and I remember this was a day one purchase for me. And you would come and visit, and me and you would play this a bunch. And boy, Malpow, it was a bloodbath. Like, I don't think you ever – beat me playing this game because I could play this game a lot more like Street Fighter and I could be doing, boy, I could be doing some mean Hadoukens. Boy, I could be doing some mean uh, Tiger Punches and I would just be Ryu, Deadpool, and then who would my third character be? Some of the times I'd be Wesker, um, but I thought that this was just a bigger, better version of Marvel versus Capcom 2. Obviously, it's going to be 11 years later, but what were some of your initial reactions? Did you play this online? Did you play it with any of your other friends besides me? Give me your intake. Uh, yeah, so I played it with some people, uh, you know, I was up in Cleveland at that point. Um, I, I liked it a lot. I think the, they did a good job of taking it 3D, the characters 3D, but keeping that, like, cel-shaded kind of art style that kept with kind of the comic feel. Um, you know, this one it still had all the X-Men in there. I think I usually rolled uh, Doctor Doom again. I just love that character um, in, the, in these games, at least. Uh, I think Dr. Doom, Magneto, and Wolverine were probably three of the ones that I, I played a lot. Um, but yeah, I think they nailed it. Like that That's another great one. Like I think I said earlier, the only thing is is that um, I think I got it too early because, you know, the Ultimate Edition came out later and had, you know, almost as many, ended up being, I think, almost as many as NVC2. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I've never really played it a lot online. Honestly, I don't play fighting games online that much. I like sitting on the couch next to the guy, or, you know, being able to shit talk or whatever. So, um, you know, didn't do that as much. But yeah, played it with some friends up in Cleveland, and then yeah, played it when came to visit you a lot. Tony, come back to the uh, microphone. What were some of your thoughts when you were playing it just a little bit ago and wiping the floor? I mean, that was the my my the thought foremost in my mind was, hey, it's fun to beat you in fighting games. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I, what I like most about it was the the disparity between the two char- like the two groups of characters, the Marvel characters versus the Capcom characters. I think it's just 
it's a cool art style. It's cool to see. I love that art style. Totally they nailed different. it. Yeah, but I, and just like the different, like the size of the characters, yeah. and, and just like the anime look of the one versus like the comic book of the other. It's just a really cool looking game, and and I think like Mao Pao was saying, it's I I could just watch people play it just to see what happens. Uh, because it's such a pretty game. I'm pretty sure there are warnings like before these games start that says, hey, if you have a problem with epilepsy, don't play this game. And B, don't sit too close to the TV because that's all it is. It's And that's always been the, the, the thing that's not – I mean, yes, it's Street Fighter characters, which that's always going to win me in. You know, I'm a huge Street Fighter fan. I even loved Street Fighter X Tekken. But – and now it's a ton of Marvel characters too. So that's why I was having a lot of fun playing this game. That's why, I mean, yes, we're, we're talking about these two games because we're going to review Marvel versus Capcom ultimate later, but you're such a huge Marvel fan. I'm such a huge Capcom fan. So I wanted to introduce this Marvel game. wins. Hey, do you think Marvel wins? Uh, they did tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think that the, I think that the graphics for the presentation for this game are mostly cell shaded. I just, I love the look of this game. And they said that they actually hired a handful of Marvel writers to do the dialogue for the Marvel characters. Because when you were playing as Deadpool, like he was doing all of his quips that actually weren't bothering me too much because they weren't Ryan Reynolds. Well, it, yeah, it wasn't coming out of Ryan Reynolds. Too, where he's using power bars as clubs and they did a good job of playing to the characters. Definitely. Oh, and I forgot that there's like awesome like cutscenes after after you win a match where it looks like you're looking at a comic book. Um, for me, it's a close call. So I mean, we've got two great games here. We've got Marvel vs. Capcom two, which I love because it's got that original Capcom look to it of the early two thousands. There's it's a bigger roster um, and. And it's it's always going to have that kind of nostalgia for me. And then there's Marvel versus Capcom three, and that it's it's a little tighter on the characters, but it's it's got some really cool ones. Like I said, Deadpool, and um, I can't remember some of the other ones, but it just it has a great look to it. Malpau, do you have any other final words of wisdom for us to us three Marvel Capcom players? I cannot wait. I mean, don't talk about Marvel versus Capcom Infinite because we're going to review it later, but. Isn't that a shame that we're not seeing the best review scores? This should have been the newest iteration. Should have been a game that me and you bought day one because of. How yeah, I mean, it's just it's disappointing because some of it is just business stuff. Uh, I think some of the best or most interesting characters in these games have been the X Men, you know, franchise characters, and and they don't, you know, there's talk that there's going to be a DLC for it, but. Right out of the gate, they they lost a bunch of the best characters, in my opinion. Right out of the um, gate, man, they lost me and you. They should have gotten sixty. Yeah. They should have gotten sixty bucks from us right away, like day. Well, and, and how bland the, the again? I you know I haven't played it to be fair, but like I've watched a decent amount of play you know video and trailers and everything, and it just it looks bland. It doesn't it doesn't have that flair that the earlier games had. It doesn't have that cell shading. Or that sprite art, just that feel, and that to me was always like one of the big draws of this series. It's just it's a it's a showpiece fighter, and I, I'm just not seeing that. And then and I, I gotta admit, this is another kind of business decision thing. I feel like if you buy a Capcom fighter right off the gate, you're kind of missing out. And then there's all the stuff that gets flowed out as DLC or fixes over a year or two, and then. You know, next year or the year after, they'll come out with the Ultimate Edition, and that's the one to get. 
you know, it'll actually have everything in it. So it's just a combination of things that, you know, it's too bad because I, I think there was a lot of people who had a lot of nostalgia for that game that they burned a lot of goodwill the way they handled it. And it's, it's such a cluster about how these games have been released. I would love – so I guess I guess six or seven years ago they put out an HD version for Xbox Live of Marvel vs. Capcom that looks absolutely – I'm telling you right now, so I'm calling you on the phone here sitting in my computer. I'm real close just to pulling the trigger to getting – so I had the original Marvel vs. Capcom 3 on PS3, but I, I don't have my PS3 out anymore. I think I might have given it you to put an arcade cabinet in your basement. Um, but I'm sitting here on Steam, like, really considering just buying the Ultimate version on Steam and just playing it that way. But you're... That's, it makes me want to play it again, but just seeing 4 just doesn't seem to be doing it. But you're talking about 3. I'm talking about 2. Uh, like, 7 or 8 years ago, they redid 2. And because of all of this licensing problems, because... I mean, Tony, you might be able to help me out here, but, you know, 20th Century Fox owns... Spider-Man and X-Men, and there's all of these companies that own these different characters. So when they made, were making Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, the new one, they said we're only going to focus on Marvel characters. So we lost some of the, like you said, the X-Men characters. But final question of the night, Tony, Desert Island, which one would you rather play? Marvel vs. Capcom 2 or Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Marvel versus Capcom Ooh, 2? Yeah. I think so. Malpow, I know what Malpow's answer is going to be. So to- without hesitation. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and admittedly, some of that is just, you know, nostalgia. But I, I just feel like it was, it was such a great-looking game. It had so many awesome characters. Like, yeah, without question. I'm coming in nostalgia-free. So this is just at first blush. I just played both of them, and I'd still go too. Sans nostalgia. Well, I was I was telling Tony like he's never played Marvel vs. Capcom two before. He's got three kids, and I swear to God, next like a couple weeks, he's gonna forget all about that game, but it's gonna stick in the back of his head, and one of his kids is gonna say, "Hey, I need to get school. I need to get to school." And Tony's gonna say, "I'm gonna take you for a ride." That song. Oh my God, that song is so good. So good. <laughs> that song. They don't even have. They don't have a bridge. They don't have an intro. Don't need it. They don't have verses. Don't need it. They don't have an outro. It is literally, da-da-da-da, I'm going to take you for a ride. I'm going to take you for a ride. And it, like, so when, Mapo, do you remember when I bought this game and we put it upstairs and we turned it on and I looked at you and I was like, does this ever end? And you were like, no, man. And I was like, I don't want it to end. No, 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 you don't understand. Just give it time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, for me. It's an eight. Uh, I love the game. I love the amount of characters. I love the presentation. Marvel vs. Capcom 3, it inches out a little bit, but I still love Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I, I love it's, – it's a weird mix-up because I love the roster in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. I love the, uh, the presentation of, Mar- of Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, but that's it for Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 3. We're going to take a quick break. Malpow, thanks for being back on the afternoon yap. Bud, I'll talk to you soon. I'm going to take you yeah, for a ride, sir. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to do it again before too long. See ya. See ya, buddy. Tony Baloney. How's your macaroni? If I was going to take you for a ride, where would you want to go, pal? Wendy's. <laughs> or maybe Taco Bell. Let's, let's You've never that. been to Taco I know, Bell. That's made, now's a good time. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Tony, I don't know about you, but when I go on vacation, mm-hmm. I like to be left alone, man. We work so hard. I Const- like to be left alone even when I'm not on vacation. Fair enough. Yeah. And, you know, one of the easiest ways that people can get a hold of you is via email. Ooh. And so when if you take a vacation, if you're a business professional just like me, Which just we like both you, are. I mean, I know about sales. Yeah. When sales are up, the company celebrates and they go, Johnson, sales are up. Stocks are Great up. Great job. Great job. I know about sales. So when I go on vacation, I put an out of office up. And okay. it basically an out of office is a nice way of saying you get one email. Yeah. And that is and now they're even getting smart enough that when you start typing an email to somebody, it lets you know that yeah. you are going to receive an out of office email. So what do you do with that in office jerk? That feels the need to email you twice, mm. thrice, Christ, force, Christ, yeah, fives, six times Sice while times? you're on vacation, size times. And it's always the most mundane crap. They're mm. like, hey, like I know I could wait probably two weeks to ask you this question, but I need to know an answer right now. Yeah. I, I, I can't be bothered to ask somebody else that is actually not on vacation. I mean, you're asking me this question, but I can tell you, you already got the answer. The good people. And more applications have got an invention mm. that is going to blow your tits off, Tony. It is called My boobs. the out-of-office email assistant. Get Sounds ready for this, Sounds pretty generic, Tony. okay. Generic? Must, well, I mean, the name isn't anything special, but tell me more. Tell me more. The out-of-office email <laughs> assistant right. is yeah. actually a howler monkey. Now, I didn't know what a howler monkey was, but you informed me. What, what's a howler monkey? It's a monkey that howls. Fair enough. Now, what it does is is... If somebody emails you when you are out of the office, the howler monkey, he's going to get a little little buzz to his brain that says, all right, they're allowed one more email. Mm-hmm. What happens when that out-of-office monkey At twice, thrice gets twice, four, thrice emails? Or th- size, size emails? It is going to get let loose. Uh-huh. It is. It knows where they're at. Yeah. I mean, it, it follows an IP address just like anybody else would. Right. It's going to get into their house. It's, it's going to get into their cubicle. If you're sending... If you're sending an email on the toilet, the mm-hmm. howler monkey is going to find you. It's going to go after your eyes. It's going to go after your genitals. Mm. It might even go after your kids. Oh. So, I right. mean, we need to let you know, hey, there are consequences to bugging people when they're trying to have a nice vacation. And it's that a monkey will come and attack your children? Yes. yes. I mean, this, so, yes, this idea started as kind of a dare. But people loved it. Okay. Business and, people loved it. Yeah, and, and howler monkeys are endangered anyway. They mm-hmm. need homes. They need a good place to stay. And then you can also – so the howler monkey is ninety nine ninety nine. Okay. And then you can also buy a howler monkey house for four ninety nine ninety nine. It's complete with a little bed, mm-hmm. a little cute howler monkey sofa, mm-hmm. and it's you have to feed it every day. You keep it alive. It's your pet, yeah. but it's also doing the work for you. I mean this, God's work, really. I'm God's work. Tony, you know the deal. Yeah. There's no fuss. No muss. There's no muss. There's a little bit of pus when it rips your eyes out and your genitals. And your innards out, yeah. your genitals. A little bit of pus. And your children out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what a fantastic deal. Tony, you're never going to send that second. I know you. we wouldn't even do that, would you? I would never dream of it in the first place. But now the thought of a howler monkey attacking my children in their sleep, I'm definitely not <laughs> sending that email. You can name the howler monkey. Yeah. You can name him Jefferson. Or Doug. Night, nightmare fuel. Yeah, or nightmare fuel. 
Yeah. Howler Monkey, the out of office email assistant, $99.99. You can buy the house for it for $99.99. You're going to get a great pet. It's going to be wonderful to your kids. Because it's got to that, your kids, to your kids, unless it, you send an email, unless you, unless those I, little bastards send an email to your address, which yeah. you better hope that they don't. Yeah. And it's always, hey, um, I was just wondering if that report could be done um, on Monday because my boss send, and then like that, that buzz goes to that monkey, and he just lets. And that's the best thing too is you see that little howl monkey get out of door. his cage, and yeah. you just go, oh yeah. Right. Yo, yeah, I, I'm packing for my trip, and that monkey is going to eat brains, children, babies. Everything. I mean, the, everything. The no whole nine fuss. Yards. No fuss. No muss. No muss. A little bit of pus. A little bit of pus. Call, call, the, call the hotline. Visit the website. Buy the Howler Monkey, the out-of-office email assistant. Get one now, Tony. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. Uh, so Tony Baloney, uh, we've been talking Marvel versus Capcom two. We've we been sure talking have. Marvel versus Capcom three. Mm. I finally want to give a review for the newest iteration, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. You can get it now on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and I believe on PC. Uh, the story is a little bit different than two and three. Okay. Uh, the story is Death is visited by Jetta Doma, who proposes an alliance to achieve equilibrium between life and death on both their worlds. Needing the six Infinity Stones to do so, Death deceives Thanos and Ultron into aiding her, granting Thanos the Space Stone and sending Ultron to retrieve the Reality Stone from Able City. That old story. Sigma intercepts Ultron and the two forge an alliance. They betray the others and use the space and reality stones to merge the two dimensions and fuse themselves into a single being named Ultron Sigma. Mm. To wipe out biological life, they begin unleashing an evolved form of the Sigma virus that turns organic creatures to synthetic beings under their control. An alliance of heroes from both worlds is formed and they must join together to, to defeat Ultron Sigma. I have been playing this game for the last five days. Uh, I just want to say, for start, it's a story that we've heard a thousand times. Really? No, of course <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, basically, they're saying th the name of the game for this is a lot of the stages take place in mashups of Marvel universes and Capcom universe at the same time. I'm not. I think that it is just the anal retentive person in me that hates that idea. You know, I don't want to see a level that is Black Panther mixed with another something Capcom. I would rather see it, hey, this is, you know, Arthur's stage from yeah. the Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And, hey, this is Black Panther's stage. I, I don't know if that's just me because I'm anal retentive like that, but stuff like that really bugs me. Okay. Um, no, that's I, fair because, I mean, if that, you can – it. Gets you more into the headspace of that character if you're looking at just their world. Yeah. I can get there with you. Um, so I've been really excited about this game. I have been been following it since they announced it, I think, a year ago. You know, like I'm a big fan of the series. Um, the last one came out about six years ago, and I loved the last one. The last one had a really, really good art style, and it was really fun, and I could, you know, give it to Tony Baloney. He'd wipe the floor with me, but – We'd sit there laughing and, you know, reveling Giggling. in Marvel versus Capcom-ness. Mm. I've been excited about this game, and so I kind of wasn't looking at any videos. Um, they put a story demo out a couple of months ago. I'm sensing a butt. 
And me and you were going to review it. I was going to talk about it. And I played this story demo and I was like, this is, this is really concerning because the character models do not look good. Um, the combat is vastly changed because it used to be three on three and now it is two on two. And another thing that is against it is it's that whole kind of thing that we were talking about before, how, um, it's Marvel versus Capcom, but we're missing a lot of the trademark Marvel characters. There's no X-Men characters in it. Um, they basically said from the beginning that they were going to focus on Marvel characters. And a thing, I don't know if you noticed this when we were playing the game, it's not the comic book version of it. It's not a new iteration of it. It's not, so, it's not some new kind of homage to the character. It is literally ripped from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And... So I played through the campaign. Um, that was one thing that, that people really wanted. People were really upset. There were some characters. It looked like there were some char character skins, at least. I saw, like, the Ghost Rider had a skin that was... A skin? Are you serious? He looked... I mean, he looked... Well, he's a skeleton, so he doesn't yeah. have skin. Yeah. But you know what I mean. He's got a outfit that is reminiscent of his like original comic but it's book very appearance. reminiscent of the movies too the, the leather well, jacket a flaming skeleton with the leather <laughs> yeah. jacket on yeah i mean but it's not nicholas cage no but. but if you were to i don't know if you saw it but there is a uh there's iron man and when he takes his mask off it is tony stark from the movies and it's this really ugly like they're very much trying to do the movie character of tony stark mm. um but everything feels really off. Um, and that was a huge concern and criticism when the story demo came out was people were saying these character models do not look great. Now, if they're not – if they're kind of a cartoon-looking character, you know, if they're Arthur or if they're something from um, Darksiders, they actually look pretty good. But if they are a human character that are, is being modeled off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe – I, I, I don't think that they look good. And, and especially Hawkeye looks really bad. Um, there's a handful of other humans in there that just, they re and I'm not exaggerating. They look like Xbox 360, PlayStation three, um, character models. Okay. All of that kind of stuff can be set aside. I, I, I mean, I, the big problem here was, is, and it's very hard to not compare this game to street fighter five, which came out a year and a half ago when street fighter five came out. It was very rushed. There was no story mode, um, and there was no there was no arcade ladder. Uh, a year and a half later, or a year later, we get a story mode for Street Fighter V that was absolutely terrible. It, it felt like they did it on the weekends, and it just I mean, Street Fighter games have convoluted stories anyway. But this was really, really a low point for the Street Fighter series. I mean, just because it doesn't have fighting games, they don't necessarily need one if the game is good. Um, but what I'm getting at as I'm going into a tangent is there's sure a are. they they put a story mode in this. Okay. Capcom stepped back and they said, "Listen, we are sorry. Like we didn't mean to do it. We are going to put a story mode in it. Uh, the story mode is exactly like what I was describing. You are uh, there are Marvel characters, there are Capcom characters, and they're joining together to find these four infinity power stones to separate their two universes. Yeah. Well, they they have to gather these power stones in order to have enough strength to take on Ultron and defeat him because he, he made some virus that he is sending towards earth that is going to turn everybody into this kind of like hybrid machine organic thing. What a jerk. Whatever the story, the, 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 the 
the campaign of it was actually not too bad. It was three and a half hours. I, I sat down and I played through it all at once. And there was some really good moments in it. One of the one of the a memorable moment to me was there is a fight in between uh, Ryu or Ryu uh, versus uh, the Incredible Hulk, and there's some really challenging fights in it. And it's it's just like any other campaign with any other fighting game. You're gonna have series of cutscenes, and then two characters are gonna like say, "Hey, that's my chicken McNugget." That character's gonna eat the chicken McNugget, and they're like, "We gotta fight each other." Yeah. That. I'm exaggerating, obviously, but I don't it's, hope it's, not. Cause that sounded like a really interesting plot point. <laughs> it's very much, it's very much kind of the the campaign that Mortal Kombat Nine set in process, and then everybody's been kind of aping after NetherRealm since this. But the campaign wasn't too bad. I left, I left thinking, hey, you know, the character models aren't looking all that great. The combat isn't looking all great, but the campaign isn't all that bad. But here's the issue: me, what me and you have been playing all three of them today. Yeah. What were your and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to set you up for failure to start bad mouthing the game. I don't think that we have a bad game on our hands. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I actually enjoyed the hell out of it. Really? Sir. Yeah, Just, I really did. did. What What did you like about? Did you? I mean, it's a big change between the last one where it's well, three on three and now it's two on here, two. Yeah, I definitely don't like that it's two on two. I think the three on three is a lot of fun. the The thing that I think I might be swaying me in its favor is that I actually got to play it on a console instead of one of your arcade setups. Yeah. So I felt more familiar with the controls. I kind of felt like I knew what the hell I was doing. Um, But the character models, yeah, they don't look... I guess uh, as as brilliantly stunning as I as I would have expected. Think, think about the last fighting game me and you look, reviewed. We reviewed fun. Injustice Two, and that game was absolutely gorgeous. The character yeah. models looked great. The backgrounds looked great. Everything is just flat in this game in terms yeah. of characters. In terms of, I mean, even the special moves are okay. They they throw in like some characters have really cool special moves where like they're almost injustice where they they pull you out they take you to another world they beat the crap out of you and they throw you back and some of them are just really weak, yeah. um, but there is just this there's just something that's missing to this game for me and I've and I've been play, like I said I've been playing it for the last five days straight and it should have been a game where I got where Capcom got my money. Hey, if you've been playing it for five days straight, though, they must have done something right here. Oh, I rented the game, and I've been trying to play as much as possible to get a grasp on it. But it wasn't—it wasn't like I—I I, I don't want to compare games to Nether Realm, but I feel like Capcom is really slipping. And I—I I, I also I know that this is a bold statement to say, but this feels like a cash grab, and it, it feels like a rush job because Street Fighter. Yes, it didn't have a campaign. Yes, it didn't have an arcade ladder, but the character models were awesome. The backgrounds were totally awesome, and the, the fighting was rock solid, and I, I, it was missing so much that made it a complete package, but I felt like I, I still felt like I got my money. Okay. Like I, I, I could play it online. I could play it against my friends. I could play some of the challenges that they had, and I really, really enjoyed it. In this game, I... I, I'm done with it. Like I'm gonna return this game tomorrow, and I'm I don't think I'm gonna pick it up when it goes on sale. The the presentation just is sorely lacking. The roster is incredibly lacking. I, I mean I'm not even yeah, the that biggest was disappointing. Was that the full roster that I saw there? That is the full roster, and so they. Um, Do you want to run it down for the for the six people listening? Uh, sure. I don't know. Um, you know now this is already blocked but so it goes back to the the original kind of mortal or uh, marvel versus capcom 2 um setup where there's 
two pairs of light and heavy punches and kicks. There's two additional buttons used for swapping the two characters. And then there's this new thing called the Infinity Stones. And we played around with it little for a little bit. I'm not sure if I love it because I don't really care about... It's kind of like in first-person shooters where you can select a buff before the match begins. I, I just don't... I, I don't love it. So the buff is is that you can either... You know, you can... you'll It's an Infinity Stone. So... It's kind of like a super move that you'll always get, and then once it builds up over time, you get this like buff that lasts for about a minute. You, there's one Infinity Stone makes you stronger. Another one pulls the enemy closer towards you. I think another one even slows down time. But I never, I never cared about it all that much. Yeah, I did the heat se- heat seeking uh, missile, where, like it kind of hones in hones in on you. But I, it didn't look like it. Did, did very all much. that much yeah and like you know every like just i feel like a lot of the super moves are just lacking that kind of bombastic good yeah, i was that, gonna say the same thing yeah i i agree that they the moves are not as uh a visual um, spectacle spectacle as they were in some of the other and that's ones. what draw, that's what there's nothing wrong with that I mean, I mean they're they're visually spectacular but not to the same level as its predecessors yes so each player selects one of the six Infinity Stones before the match begins, which bestows one ability that can be activated at any time. This is the Infinity Surge. But a second stronger ability called the Infinity Storm can be activated after a player refills their Infinity Meter, giving them a significant boost for a limited time. I've played a lot of Street Fighter games. I've played a lot of Capcom games. And I always felt like the special moves that they had and these meters kind of made sense and they mattered. And maybe I just haven't played enough of this game, but... I, I don't even have an infinity storm or an infinity stone that I that's like my go-to. You know, the only reason I picked power is I'm always going to want to have a move that's going to make me a little bit stronger. So uh, the game features several playable stages that combine notable locations for Marvel Capcom franchises. We talked about this. There's Volcanda, which is a fusion of Wakanda and Valhabar. Uh, what kind of place is this? <laughs> I, I I don't, I just, I don't. I think that they nailed the art style so well with Marvel versus Capcom three that I, I'm just, I'm real sour about this, this new art style because it's just, I, I, like I said, it feels kind of like a rush job. And when they put out this, the demo for it, people like had outcries. They said, you've got to fix Chun-Li. She looks absolutely ridiculous. And they're like, all right, you know, we only got a couple months till the game ships, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll fix a couple of these characters. And I really feel like, I don't know if they're going to keep on patching these character models or not, but what what I think there's only like 30 characters on this roster, so we're already shortchanged from the last games that had yeah. like upwards of 50 characters. And then this is just like this new fighting game trend that I feel like Capcom started where there is a, a collector's edition that's $200 where you can get a couple of statues, you can get the, the stones in front of you, and I guess that people have been really ragging on that, seeing that it's really poorly made but there's already six other characters that are in in the works and all of it just feels like capcom is faltering and they they're like listen marvel is huge right now you know they're they're killing at the box office if we get another one of these games out because this is a different time than 2011 was yes we are two years into the marvel universe now but people love the marvel characters hell you were playing as rocket raccoon and he was one of the saving graces for the campaign because he had all these really really great one-liners i think one of his funniest lines was like i'm gonna murder you now or it's murder in time or something like that but 
funny. But, <laughs> so, oh, hilarious. Uh, but I just I don't know what state Capcom is in because I feel like Street Fighter Five was a rush job, but I really enjoyed it. But then again, they put in R, they put out RE Seven this year, which was fantastic, which kind of gives me more hope. But then they put out this new Marvel versus Capcom. Um, infinite and i'm not gonna buy it and we were just talking to my buddy Malpow. these are easy sells we should have been right on board to, to buy it and I, I just i have no interest i'd rather play injustice with you man like i, it, I liked i liked it i liked it i'm giving but it you're a, not gonna I'm buy it an eight well you, no i'm not gonna i don't even have an xbox take, one take okay you have an xbox one you have free time to play video games you would buy that game yes you would give them 60 bucks 60 60 dollars hell no see then there you go I mean that, and that's I'll the bottom it line. On sale. Um, I give the game a seven, and I also give the that's game. Solid, it's a though. it's a decent rental. Like the campaign is not bad. I had a good time with the campaign, but I have no interest to get into. I have no interest to get into the characters. I have no interest to get into uh, you know the the community. I haven't tried it online yet, but I just I don't I don't have any interest to. Is it I'm, because I beat you? Yeah, I mean that was hurtful. Yeah. But you've been beating me all night. Marvel versus Capcom two, dead. I'm on Marvel versus Capcom three, boom, dead. Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. I mean, just dead. beat you like so, a bad habit. So I guess we declared the winner of the night. It's definitely Marvel, Marvel over Capcom every time. Long live Marvel. So I give the game a seven. It's a strong rental, but if you if you're a huge fan of the series, <laughs> do you hear my voice? Do you hear my voice? My voice is if almost gone. If you're a gone. huge fan of the series, you're probably on board. I don't know if this game is going to crush it at you know Evo. I don't know if people are going to really get into it, but this isn't. I just I feel bad that I keep on comparing it to Injustice, but Nether Realm is just coming back with a vengeance, and they're putting out these really great fighting games that are, have these full packages. They have the campaigns, they have the online suites, they have the characters. And they have the presentation, and I, like I said, I just feel like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite was a cash grab. Uh, Tony Baloney, yes, sir. I want to close the episode. Um, so over the weekend, um, everybody's been taking a knee recently yeah. in order to silent protest. I've heard that. And um, you're talking about the NFL athletes taking a knee during the national anthem. Yeah, we got no problem with that. You do what you do, man. Um, I got a problem with it. Speak for yourself. But anyway, the hosts here at Afternoon Yap, we're no different. So if you run into any of these scenarios, you know what to do. You just take a knee. If you run into any of these problems in your day to day life, Mm -hmm. just take a knee. It seems to be working. It's it seems to be working. Silent protest. That's how you you can do whatever you want as long as you call it a protest. So what if you hear this? Tony Baloney. Yeah. I'm sorry, honey, but I'm not going to be making lasagna for dinner tonight. Mm. I'll just warm up some cold hot dogs. I'll takes. make lasagna next week, I promise. How do you like those apples? You know what you say? You say, no meat, sauce, and cheese? Better take yourself a knee. So, so that's my wife taking a knee instead of making me lasagna? You are taking a knee. I'm taking you a knee. You are taking oh, a see, knee. Oh, see, I think it would Now, make- what if my wife, my wife makes a lovely lasagna? See, I feel like it would make more sense if, if I said, honey, I need, I need some lasagna tonight. And then she just looks at me and just takes a knee. <laughs> Why, and so then I know, and then I know it's not happening. I'm not getting that lasagna because she's taking. This is this is advice for how to protest when somebody else does something that you don't right. like. I think I think you're. You, you think keep you're going, and I'll make them better. Okay, but go, okay, ahead, go okay. ahead. No meat sauce and cheese. Tony, take yourself a knee. Okay. Um, I know I said that I needed that report on sales by Friday, but I'm gonna go ahead and need it on Thursday. 
I know that I've been doing this a lot lately, and this is just another one of those times. Thanks. You say, new deadline for me? Better take yourself a knee. Yeah, no, see, I feel like that one would work better if my boss says, that report I told you I needed on Friday, I actually need it today. And then you just look at your boss in the eye, and you just take a knee. And then you're protesting. You can think about this stuff in your head. You don't say it out loud. <laughs> I, I see. I'm boss, I'm just going to take a knee on this one. <laughs> you can just say, just say in your He's head, like, new deadline for me. But I need it, but I need it by, I need it today. That, then I, nope, I'm just taking a knee, just boss. Just taking a just knee. Just taking a knee. And he'll be one. like, oh my God. But, oh, I have to respect that. I have to respect yeah, first, that. It's Everybody the First Amendment. respects that. It's, it's the, the First, first Amendment. Amendment. This isn't Russia. I'll have to respect that. Uh, what if somebody says this to you? Due to rising costs and upkeep at the gym you hardly go to, we're going to need to charge you an additional 15 bucks this month. Thank you for your understanding. I think to myself, surprise additional fee. I'm going to take myself a knee. Okay, I guess that one kind of works, I guess. Yep, okay. <laughs> they all work. I, the first two, I think, were a little backwards. But okay, I got it. They want to charge me more money, and I'm just going to protest by taking a knee. So like if it. your wife comes in and she says, I'm not making lasagna, that's time to protest. <laughs> yeah, but that's time to silent protest. Maybe, but I'm still not getting the lasagna. I think it's more her protesting that she's not making me that lasagna. So she's taking the knee. And then I have to go, you know, heat up some macaroni and cheese or something. Where like are we? I feel like we're both sick and we're not making <laughs> sense. Uh, how about this old gem? Hello. This is the insurance company that's handling your claim. Mm -hmm. I know a drunk driver hit your car while it was parked out in front of your house, but I'm going to go ahead and make it your problem. Mm -hmm. I hope that's okay. That's when you say, nationwide being lousy, better take yourself a knee. Yeah. So you'd have to actually go to this dude's cubicle. You'd and have take to go and take a knee in front of like the you lobby. You can't do it on the phone because no. you'd be like, "Sir, you're not answering." You would say, I'm, I'm, "Listen to this," and then you just hear like a really subtle like. You going out the street. Like, just like a rub of your knee hitting the carpet. Like, and he's like, oh, no, what am I supposed to do now? Sir, sir, chunk the are bunk, you taking a knee? Just the bunk's taking a knee. I got to call back. I got I to gotta go talk to my boss about this yeah. one. Oh, what about if you hear this one? I think we should get a dog. We've already got three rugrats. What's the harm in getting another living thing for you to be responsible for? I really like this idea that's when you that's when you think to yourself another mouth to feed yeah you know, you know what i do there I, t I take a knee right in front of the car as she's backing out drive <laughs> down the driveway and put me out of my misery now that is a silent protest <laughs> this is going to turn into taking a knee to just setting yourself on fire like that rage against the machine cover yes uh i made your favorite dessert babe cherry jello but this time I took the liberty of adding bananas to it as well. Mm. Now it's a healthy dessert. Here, have some. I know you're just going to love it. That's when you think Jello with vitamin C. Better take yourself a knee. <laughs> are they rhyming? Is that what I'm picking up on? Wow, that's nice. Nice touch. And you think about it. And uh -huh. These are scenarios you're going to run into. How many times has you know your your mother-in-law said, "Oh, it's your favorite sugar-free cherry Jello with bananas in it," and we put whipped cream in it so it looks like swirled dirt inside. You go, "I gotta take a knee on this." You know, we've ha we have the same mother-in-law, and I don't think she's ever made me. I'm talking cherry about Jello. the hypothetical. Oh, the hypothetical cherry... mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the hypothetical <laughs> Jello-in-law. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, I know your birthday is coming up, but how about this year I don't get you anything? We've got vacation coming up and some other expenses, so it just makes sense. However, I'm going to still want a present when my B-Day rolls mm. around. Does that sound good? And that's when I think to myself, oh, man, no Legos for me, but more Ugg boots for she? Time to take I a knee. I better take myself a knee. Mm. And last one, but the not the least one. 
This is this is a, this is helping you, right? You're gonna be taking a knee all week long. Yeah, I I will. <laughs> I'll take one on this segment, actually. <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? It's God here. I know that it's the end of September and you are looking forward to a nice, cool fall. But how about I make it hot as hell outside, and on top of that, throw in some mugginess as well? Mm. Does that nonsense suit you? And you think balls sticking to your legs because it's ninety degree? I need to take myself a knee. Boy, I'm sizzling. How Don't. about thee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a knee. Tony Baloney. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be back next week. Just me and you, bud. Awesome. Th- we are in the midst. We don't need any special guests. We are. Yes, we do. We, we are, are special. We are in the midst of the busy video game season. Man, mm. our next my, our next two months are jam-packed, and we have got, during the month of October, we're going to do all horror games. Okay. All horror games. Can I make a request? Go ahead. Can go you, ahead, buddy. For the love of God, please read Ready Player One. Already. Okay. I'm going to try to over vacation. Okay. I promise you. That you'll try. On my jello mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. On the life gonna... of your hypothetical jello mother-in-law. <laughs> that I'm going to read that book. Okay. But, you know, wait for us next week. We're going to review Cuphead, um, the new game for Xbox. Uh, you can follow us on uh, Twitter at, at afternoon underscore yap. You can shoot us an email for requests for episodes or just questions. Or, or just to you stop just pick, podcasting. Yeah, you want to just pick chunk of Tony's brain? Do it. Hey, please. We love reviews. So if you got a chance, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't yet. Um, but until then, how many stars do we have on that old iTunes? Uh, nine. But if we, Woo! but if we're no, nine reviews, we have five stars. Oh. But if we talk like this, people, somebody is going to definitely review uh, <laughs> review bomb us into dirt. That's fine. And we are going to lose That's our fine. seven as viewers. As long as they write a really scathing review that we can read online, that'd be great. All right, Tony Baloney. It's been good seeing you, bud. I'll see you Bye, next week. Bye, everyone. See you guys.